Oh yeah, Judgmentalist, back at you again, your favorite mind-reading podcast co-host with another episode of our travel-friendly podcast here, Big Sexy Digital Nomad. Today, we've got a special guest who you'll find out about soon, and a little bit of beef is brewing here because I learned this weekend that my boy and your host, Big Sexy, has gotten on to Penn and Teller's Full Us before I got on to Penn and Teller's Full Us, so... Here he is, Big Sexy. What's happening, listeners? Thank you for chiming in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is hitting your ear holes, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, so uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, the latest episode of Fool Us, uh, Season 9, Episode 9, I believe, is uh, the one I'm in. Uh I was asked by our good friend, Matt Donnelly, uh, to uh, be a, just be an extra. They needed needed bodies. Uh, uh, You got to understand is that as of the ninth season, the past three seasons have been under COVID protocols. So one of those seasons, a lot of people were sending stuff in remote they still do not have a live studio audience. So they don't have a right. thousand or 1100 people in the Rio to pick and choose. Hey, you random people come up on stage. So, right. So we got invited in. Of course, I immediately say yes. The opportunity to be on stage and pin and teller stage. Yes, absolutely. Of course I will. So I went, uh, my, my, uh, participation was really easy and simple. I, uh, uh, walked on stage. I was given a folder. I held the folder until I was told to open it, and then I opened it. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, so you guys can go watch the trick. I don't want to tell what was in the folder or anything of those natures. But yes, I am uh, standing on. And it's funny. I I forgotten about it. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I you know it kind of sits in the recess in your mind. I get a text message. Uh, well, you sent it to me yesterday or the day before? I think it, I think it was yesterday. You sent it to me today as i'm watching it because i'm sitting there and i'm Uh, watching it just kind of chilling out because i i don't watch it live when it airs on friday evenings i watch it either a day or two later on the cw app and you know joined by five random people is so and so and i'm like i know that motherfucker (laughs) and i'm easy to pick out one i'm the only black guy two i'm in purple like i always am um and so oh, maybe it's that I do a podcast with you once a week. So well, I that, see your face for over that too, an hour. That too. <laughs> that too. You've gotten to know the, the face as well. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Very interesting. Uh, um, yeah. And so when you told and I don't get a really chance to watch the show as much as I really want to. Like, it's a great show. Um, but I, just get, I you know, it, it's weird. I, I forget that it's on. I, I get caught up on whatever. So I started watching. So I finally watched that episode. I'm like, oh, there, there I am. I'm on TV. Hooray. So, uh, of course, you know, I'm uh, the narcissist. The narcissist of my personality will be sharing as much of that and clipping out. You know, I'll start off by saying, yes, I was on Fool Us. Magic is in my life. I mean, I'll stand there holding an envelope. So I must be, you know, I'm a magic. I'm a magician's assistant. I, should, I wish I'd have had a scamp in bikini. Uh, so yes, that I I have made it onto the televisions with Penn and Teller. Now, see when you go on, however, Judge, uh, it's gonna be they're gonna say your name. Right. They did not say my name. 
but they also didn't tell you that you didn't fool them. True. <laughs> true. They also didn't tell me that I did fool them. Also true. So, <laughs> so uh, and they didn't quite acknowledge my personal existence, uh, which is, you know, which won't ever happen with full us. Yeah, you, you were just up there idea. flashing the privates, and we'll just yeah. leave that teaser out there to anybody who wants yeah. to go and uh, go check it out. It full so. us, episode nine, season nine, episode nine. Check it out. Uh, if you're um, a supporter of uh, Matt Donnelly and then have a podcast called Abracababble, uh, they do the full us behind the scenes of that episode, which I'm, I'm now queued up to listen to because I don't know if I get mentioned or not. So I'm going to check that out as well. But. Uh, back to this podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen, every so often we have a special treat for you, uh, another live person, another body to discuss the wonderful world of travel and the exciting world of cruising specifically on this uh, particular episode. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do we, we, do we have an applause button? Do we need to see if there's an applause button? Because if not, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna create one. I'm download we should, we should of, create one. Yeah, get me download, a sound. Download the sound of studio applause because the, this man. All I can do is this. <laughs> there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Mr. Billy Hirsch. <sighs> I'm much more accustomed to applause happening after I'm done talking and I'm walking away. Uh, usually a, a finale that is of, of great relief and, and receives great fanfare. I tell you what. Uh, so for those who don't know, Bru uh, Bruce, uh, Billy uh, uh, and I met on Virgin Voyages uh, cruise, the Scarlet Lady, uh, for my birthday. I went out for my birthday last year, and we were on a cruise. Uh, he runs a – is it a vlog? Is that how we – it's a, a – is it I, a blog? I don't know. Vlog? It's a, uh, what what he, the kids say. Yeah, I, I don't know what the kids say. I have a say. website about cruising, and <laughs> I started doing a bunch more videos. So I guess now I'm sort of a vlogger, right. vlogger person. Yeah, it's a cruisehabit.com, um, which uh, I really had wish I had looked at it prior to going on my cruise um, because it was filled with awesome suggestions, tips, information, not just about cruising, but about Scarlet Lady and uh, specifically. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into all that stuff, but Billy, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you with us. Thank you. I, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I don't usually get to, um, I mean, not that I'm on podcasts too frequently anyway, but I don't usually get to do a podcast where the the subject is not specifically cruising and the i gotta i mean i want to i want to make this the best guest appearance that i can make it today but i also appreciate that i think the bar for success is lower because if i'm on a cruise podcast then there's a bunch of people to call me out i can't just say some things i can't just make crap up and right. and, and no one's gonna you know no but here I, I could make a lot of this up and i think we're gonna be okay yeah, so I mean, I, I can call you out a little bit because I, I do love cruising, as you well know now. I, 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 my cue sheet over here, which nobody can see because it's an audio podcast, says when in doubt, just make shit up. So you're yeah. going to fit in right, right <laughs> with us here. And, you know, my, my forte is uh, improvisation. So, you know, I'm all about the makings and the upsums, you know, so absolutely. 
But yeah, so uh, I'm so I knew once I started this podcast, I knew that you were one of the people that I absolutely had to have on um, once we decided to start having guests. Uh, so I'm glad that all schedules worked out. So give us a um, a little a background of how you got started uh, uh, with the the with Cruise Habit, uh, CruiseHabit.com. Sure. How that came about. So uh, th- this is the part where I, I, I give you the little bit of background and yeah, then yeah. you guys go and post and you uh, you speed it up with that like sound of somebody uh, playing a tape really fast. As the no, we don't know how to do any of that shit. So just, just yeah. have at it. <laughs> um, Episode 80, we'll figure out how to speed it up by 1.5%. <laughs> So uh, I've been cruising all my life um, because I was fortunate enough to um, to grow up where my, my father worked in the cruise industry since I was since before I was born. So I grew up cruising and and have always lived in South Florida. So that makes it easy. Though I like nice. cruising in other regions as well. And I just always not only loved the experience but appreciated the variety that was out there and thought the industry was neat. Um, like yes, I like. Who doesn't like being on vacation? Who doesn't like being pampered and whatnot? But I also thought the whole idea of having to operate this 24-7, 365 universe at sea uh, was really cool. So so as I grew up, I was like, well, you know, one day uh, I'm going to be an adult and I'm going to need to figure out how to <laughs> keep doing this uh, when, when I'm not a guest of my parents. So uh, th- that, that part is tricky and expensive. Uh, right. to, to do continuously. But what happened is several years back, maybe seven years ago, and, and actually I'll, I skipped over. There was a, a brief time I worked as a travel agent, but they work way too hard. And everyone should use a travel agent. We could talk about that. Yeah, we need they to talk about hard, that because I have questions I don't, about those. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't work as a travel agent anymore because a lot of work um, to do it well. Uh, and I also worked for a cruise line for a very short period of time. But, uh, but about seven years ago, yeah, we'll go with seven. I have no idea. I <laughs> went out to uh, to Fort Lauderdale Beach. I live about half hour, 45 minutes from Fort Lauderdale. And there was this app at the time called Periscope. And man, I miss Periscope. Ah, great organic Periscope. discovery. It was a streaming app. Yeah, and indeed. what was great about Periscope is you could just open up, start streaming about whatever. And the people would find you based on what you were talking about and where you were. The fact that you had a bunch of followers, it helped. But you didn't need that. The, the organic right. discovery, the stuff you could find out there that was just interesting to you. No platform does it as well, in, in my opinion. So anyway, I, I opened up Periscope. I never used Periscope. I, I never broadcasted on Periscope before. And I started broadcasting as ships were leaving Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm talking about the history of each ship and, and features and tonnage and little trivia and where the ship's going. And, and people are asking me questions. And the questions were just coming at an insane pace. Um, and, I, I, and I'm trying very hard not to do this now, but I tend to talk very quickly. <laughs> so I, that made me speak even more quickly because I'm trying to answer everyone's questions as they're scrolling across the screen and I don't want to miss anything. And I was out there for a couple of hours as maybe seven or eight ships left that day. Uh, and it was so much fun. And people kept asking, where can they find more information? What's your website? I was like, I, I don't have a website. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> but it was so much fun that I, I went back the next day and I did the same thing. And the same thing happened. Lots of questions. And people, people kept asking, what's your website? So at the end of that day, I was like, well, time to get a I website. Probably, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably do this. And that's how it was born. And just started with me writing a couple things here and there. I tried to generate 
uh, like you do with a podcast. At the very beginning, you try and like front load everything because you don't want somebody to go to a website and there's like one article, right? Right. That's right. awkward. So I worked at a, a crazy pace the first few weeks, I think, putting out like one thing every single day at least. And didn't even know the direction it was going to go. Didn't know whether it was a hobby or a business. I had no idea. And it just grew over time and continues to to slowly uh, but steadily grow. And now I do video when I host some group cruises and uh, occasionally go on cruise podcasts and yes, get indeed, interviewed by, uh, by publications read by uh, octogenarians the world over, like, uh, <laughs> like Reader's Digest. That was a good one. I thought, wow, all of my friends' grandparents are going to be so jealous <laughs> when that happened. Yeah, you're gonna um, get a lot of different. Now, do you get questions from the uh, have have been on those type of podcasts and um, uh, uh, that with that kind of clientele? Has it altered the way you view information gathering? Like, are you now when you go on a cruise now, right? Mm-hmm. Because having grown up on cruises. I'm sure alters the way you experience cruises. So yes. what, you, what you're seeing, what, what if, if we were able to see, oh, listeners, what you're able, what you don't know what you're hearing right now is somebody who's been cruising all their life, somebody who's been cruising about half their life and somebody who just went on their first cruise. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. After a lot of badgering and belligerent, uh, my, uh, illustrious co-host finally went on his very first cruise. Uh, how many months ago? Three months? Two months ago? It was the first week of December, and uh, my second cruise is in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, Less were you on? Weeks, am yeah. I remembering right that you were on a Royal Caribbean ship? Uh, hold on, what is it? Carnival. 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 Okay, because I, I remember there was mention at some point. I don't remember if it was on another episode or if Big was telling me, but I remember at some point there was mention. Couldn't of, uh, couldn't recall. Equipment. Yes, I, um, I I've apparently made the. I didn't realize how much I made the rounds as I, as I go through this process of clearing out the houses and and doing stuff in my mom's garage. I'm finding all of our old memorabilia from other cruises that we've done. You know, like go through boxes of papers and stuff like that. Oh, look, here's the itinerary from Princess Cruise that we took when we cruised from, you know, California to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, that was Princess, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've done Royal Caribbean. I have the Royal Caribbean stuff. Oh, look, here's a carnival that I went on a bunch of times, you know. Uh, we did Norwegian when we did our honeymoon and now Virgin Voyages. And so it's like, heck, I think the only big one I haven't done is NCL. Is that what it's called? Uh, I mean, they, they they are a giant player, so they're one of what we call the, the big three. And the big three uh, refers to Royal Caribbean Group, Carnival Corporation, and Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings. And the reason we call them the big three is because each of those companies, um, m- most listening um, are probably familiar with Royal Caribbean, the cruise line, Carnival, the cruise line, and Norwegian Cruise Line. But those companies, those those parent companies also run many other lines. So Carnival Corporation has, just to name a couple, uh, Holland America, Princess, Cunard, Seaborn, Aida. Um, those are just a few. They have others. Oh. Royal Caribbean also um, has Celebrity Cruises uh, and Silver Sea uh, and uh, part of TUI. I don't even remember how that business relationship works exactly. And then Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings has uh, Norwegian Regent and Oceana, which are both um, uh, really upmarket lines. So, so right. the reason that they, oh, wow, they kind of do that is because they, I always say cruising is not one thing, right? 
uh, whatever you think of cruising, you are both right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> because most think of the the what we call now contemporary market brands for those big three, the NCL, the Royal Caribbean Carnival. Not realizing like that's just one type of cruising. And even within that, there's there's variety within those lines and you know and, and their fleets, uh, or between those lines and their fleets. Um, but you know, there's there's specialty lines, there's upmarket, there are small ships, there's expedition cruising, there's all these different things. So there's some of its consolidation over the years, but some of it's also very logically a company wants to say, well, maybe you started cruising with the kids on Carnival or on Royal Caribbean or, you know, with your, with your spouse when you were young and now you want something, you don't need the water slides. You don't need the loud parts. You want something a little, little more upscale, nothing too crazy. A little more calm, a little more your speed, maybe more the music you like, more the type of cuisine you enjoy. And, and then maybe from there you, graduate further into the the luxury small ship lines or some of the specialty stuff. So that's um, that's why we say the big three. Now, interestingly, on a global scale now, uh, MSC, which if you've ever seen a container ship or a shipping container go by that says MSC, that's the same right. company. Um, I think it's a Mediterranean shipping company, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong there. They are one of the largest shipping companies in the world, and they are also, by passenger volume, the third largest cruise line in the world. Uh, in the U.S., though, they're, I think, the, they're like number four or something, because um, they are much more rooted in Europe, but they're working aggressively to become more and more popular in Tap into the, the U.S. market, get some of them U.S. dollars, where, yes, we... Yeah, Stupid. Americans cruise per capita more than anyone else. It's uh, right. Americans, Canadians, Germans, Australians, uh, and Brits. That's because Americans are trying to get the fuck out. That's why. Just... <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel so late to the game. Going just going on my first one late last year. Yeah, it's, it's never yeah. too late. It's it never isn't. too late. Here's the thing: whenever you start, you're likely to keep going. As you know, you said you've got another one coming up, right? A stat that's been true for decades is that nine out of 10 people who take one cruise take another. Yeah. I, I, there's no drug with that kind of repeat rate, right? Like that's, that's kind of insane. Right. And, and I'm convinced that the majority of the one in 10 that don't, they just didn't take the right cruise for them. Because I told you, there's all this variety. Cruising right. isn't one thing. So if you go in uh, and you have not a great time now, not for all those people. Some people, maybe the concept overall isn't for them. Maybe they, they're so prone to motion sickness that they just can't do it. Though, by the way, most people, even if you get motion sick on a boat, you feel fine on the ship. Yeah. Um, but, right. uh, you know, it may, I, I'm convinced that a lot of those one in 10 that don't take another one, it's just they didn't take the right one for them. They don't realize the varieties out there. Um, I've said to people, well, imagine if you went to one restaurant first restaurant you didn't love and you're like, you know, I don't know. Restaurants, I need restaurants. Mm. I don't ask for me. I'm not, not about, you know, I'm not feeling about you. Yeah. That's that's the kind of same mantra I have. I always say, look, if if you had a bad experience on the cruise, you just didn't go on the right cruise. Uh you didn't go on a cruise that was catered to whatever you liked or whatever. Or, you know, if you if if because the world is imperfect. So if imperfect thing, if you get you not you might not have a perfect cruise. That's you know, something something invariably is going to go wrong. Sometimes it'll be something small, sometimes it's something major. I have never had a perfect cruise. Like everything went exactly according to plan and I did everything that I wanted to do and I saw these amazing mind. Just like any other trip. Every single time. Just like every other every other thing. Or any other life experience. 
Right. Yeah. And so I'll say, look, it, it, but I'm a strong proponent. Now, the only people I've ever talked to that I absolutely will not cruise uh, are people that I know that are deathly afraid of water. And I say, and, I, and I say, I get it. Not even I we all have fears. And they're not going to the beach or anything like that, right? Right, right. And I say, okay, I, I understand that, and I understand that your mind breaks down when you think about the concept of where you are. I said, but however, if you never left the inside of the cruise, you wouldn't know unless you kind of look out maybe a window at some point in time. Or, uh, but if you're just walking through the lobby, I often forget I'm on a ship. Like this thing is moving across water because I'm sitting down at a casino. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm at this lovely dining room having this amazing steak dinner. Uh, oh, oh, right, and then every now you you feel it rock just a little bit, like oh, oh, right, I'm on the ocean right now. <laughs> you know, um, so I was like, even I do think people, it's funny when somebody tells me like I I wouldn't go on a cruise, I can't swim. <laughs> Like if 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 your ability to swim comes into play on a cruise, things have gone so far south. So uh, wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you have so many other problems. Other than I can't that. fly, yeah. but like I get on airplanes. You know, right. <laughs> exactly. I would, I would imagine, and I don't want to scare anybody off or anything, but if you were at the point that your ability to swim mattered when you were on a cruise, it's probably too late anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you're not. Rec- it's not a requirement on the cruise ship to go in the pool. It's not a requirement. I know and for a lot of cruising, while we picture the tropical stuff, for a lot of cruising, depending on where you're going, the type of ship, what your goals are, the pool may not be on your radar. Exactly. If you're doing an Antarctic cruise, you really don't care. If you're in the med and every single day you're spending full days or even multiple days in port, you're not. You're probably not exactly. even going to see the pool. Now, uh, how many cruises would you say you have been on at this point in your life? Uh I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure it's it's in the hundreds, probably low hundreds, but I really I don't know. So it's I was general, I was yeah. I was interviewed for I mentioned joking about Reader's Digest and uh, no, no shade to those who read Reader's Digest. Uh, I, I remember reading it because I used to get it for free when I was a student. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's a somewhat older uh, publication that that uh, is popular with uh, with folks with the that have more experience crowd. being young than uh, than we do. Um, so I was joking about that, but when I, I did that interview after it, they were just getting ready to publish it. The, um, the, the person that they kind of wrote it like in my voice, I forgot how they worded it, but mm-hmm. they, uh, they reached out and they said, Hey, my editor they, wants to know how many cruises you've been on. I, I know you said you're not sure, but they want a number and they want it to be over a hundred. <laughs> 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 wow. Really nice. Integrity. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I think for that article, like I did some crazy ballpark, and that was a year or two ago. I don't remember. And I think I might have said 175, or I, I don't even know. Do you know about how many than, take a year? Yeah. Just on average. So it, it's it's weird because I've been doing more and more and more as I built the website, and as just you know, as you get better at life, and your finances get a little bit better, and you're better at right. managing your time, and all those things. But then I had a big break during COVID. Right. Oh, uh, unfortunately, that's so, that number down. Um, I can tell you that in the year following the restart, so the first cruise back in North America was June 5th of 2021. I was, uh, I was on that. That was out of St. Martin, actually, and I was on that first one. And in the year following that, I spent about a third of the year on ships. 
Um, oh wow! I have okay. the number somewhere if I dig through my phone. No, no need to dig. That's fine. Our our listeners are fine with generalized information. Do you so guys I'm have show notes? At your website and. First of all, you know, again, cruisehabit.com looks like tons and tons and tons of information here. And and it's a variety. I mean, there's stuff on, you know, Virgin Voyages has been mentioned. You've got Royal Caribbean. You've got Disney, uh, Norwegian, a little bit of everything. If you like for where you are, just recreational, let's forget about creating content for that website. So we're not seeking some new information about some new line or some new, where, where is your go-to cruise line and why? You'll quickly learn as you ask me questions, I'm really bad at like definitives and superlatives, but, uh, <laughs> well, I'm an attorney. I don't do direct. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on who I'm cruising with, why I'm cruising, what the goal is, right? Uh, so if I'm with uh, a wide variety of friends and maybe some of them have kids, then I might be on um, Royal Caribbean or NCL. Uh, or actually, I did a carnival. It was the first carnival I'd done in many years, not intentionally, just the way it worked out back in June. had a great time, actually. Um, but I'm doing something like that. Um, if I'm going for specifically for destinations, then I'm probably doing something like Oceana, which is um, an upmarket line with smaller ships. Uh, a little more intimate, a little more quiet, plus smaller ships you can get into smaller ports. You don't just get to the the big destinations. Oh, I didn't think uh, of especially that. it's especially a factor in in certain parts of the world, but but anywhere it applies to some degree. Um, if it's just uh, my spouse and I going out uh, because we just want to take uh, a week or so and just relax, then it's probably celebrity or uh, Virgin Voyages. Um, probably. Um, I am thankful that you decided to do Virgin Voyages with you, your lovely wife, Larissa. Shout out to Larissa, who's an amazing person. And Juan. Yes. Uh, it was, it was uh, our friend, your friend, and my new friend, Juan's first cruise, right? It's his first cruise? Yes. So um, there's a video. I'm just going to start dropping shameless plugs like crazy here. Yeah, yeah, uh, if you, if you head over to the YouTube channel, you can find a link to our YouTube channel at cruisehabit.com or go to youtube.com slash cruisehabit. If you go over to our YouTube, YouTube voice together for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a video that I did about Juan's first cruise where kind of uh, I interview him a little bit, let him talk about it. And we show uh, some of it filmed on the ship, some of it us in uh, at our dining room table, my dining room table at home. And I got to say, for one, Juan listens to this. I mean it, buddy. Not only are you my friend, you did freaking amazing. I, yeah. this guy was so much better in that video. He crushed than I was. it. He crushed um, it. Unfortunately, the video is not very popular. Don't know why. Other people apparently don't think so. I think you were great. Uh, anywho, uh, so yes, that was uh, when, uh, when we met you. Um, we're on with Juan. That was his very first cruise ever, which I mentioned that to people frequently now. Because I think I've been friends with Juan for, uh, I don't know, roughly 10 years. Okay. Oh, wow. And he actually lived with Luris and I for like six months or something when he was moving. And, and he stays with us all the time. Love Juan. Fantastic dude. And he was never opposed to cruising. 
He always wanted to. So the fact it took me like 10 years to get him on a cruise. I bring this up anytime somebody says, oh, so you're an influencer? Like, I can't influence some of my closest <laughs> friends to get on a ship inside of 10 years. So I don't know who I'm influencing. No, you're an Content informer. creator. You're Content. an informer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to influence like you snow. to cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Informer. Come and get your ass on a cruise and get your boom, boom <laughs> down. That's right. That That's... <laughs> Where you are, Sir Billy. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, we had... I will say a lot. I'll say often. We had so much fun. Um, and it was interesting because we just met you in passing, really. Um, the first night, I think it was. Um, but we really got to know each other when we ported in Dominican, the Dominican Republic. Because you guys were at the pool at Tino Bay. We had gone out, seen the Dominican and whatever, and then made our way back. So let's just go back to the cool pool. We'll hang out by the pool. Saw y'all there. Had established, we kind of had established talking points then. And then we just hung out and really got to know each other and, and hung out. You guys were amazing people. And it was funny because uh, you kept saying, you know, like, I'm not, I don't do people. <laughs> You know, it's rare occasion when I uh, see people and whatever. And I'm I'm the exact opposite. No, I love people. Uh, I, the more people is, is amazing. I'm always not not butt hurt fully, but like, oh man, uh, we met these really cool people on the cruise, and 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 nobody's getting back, and people are going off their own lives. You know what I'm saying? I I want to get to know all of y'all. Um, but then I always uh, marvel at the fact that people's schedules line up. So you start hanging out with the same group of people. Yes. Uh, and so that becomes your tribe on the ship, right? Because, um, you know, the ship has thousands of people. There are like 1,800 people on the our Virgin on, on our cruise. Uh, on the sailing we're on, yeah, I think it was 1896. Yeah, right. Why and I remember that, but couldn't begin to tell you where my keys are. I, I, <laughs> uh, right, exactly. So it's like, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't meet 1896 people. You know, I didn't even meet half of that or a third of that. You know, you tried. Um, I did. <laughs> you better believe I did. Uh, hopefully, by the end of the night, half of those people knew who I was. But that's always my goal on the cruise ship. I, I quickly become cruise ship famous. You are a you have a radiant personality. Yes, and so then I, I sing you karaoke. It was, <laughs> yes, well, thank you. Yeah, very well. Yeah, and um, You mentioned a, a concept that I had never thought about until it might have actually been on that cruise that Larissa brought this up. So. Man, I want, I'm trying to order of operations because I want to I want to talk about this and about the meeting people thing because because I have a question for Judge on this. So so let's talk first the like who you meet right. Um, Larissa mentioned recently, maybe it was on that cruise that there was one day she got up early for some reason. I don't know if she just couldn't sleep or whatever happened. We're we're definitely late risers, right? And. This is why we're friends. It's like there, it's a whole nother set of people like that you don't see on an entire cruise because they have a very different schedule than you do. Right. Um, and I'd never really thought about it, but that it totally makes sense. Yeah, of course, there's other elements too, right? So if you 
I, I don't gamble. I have nothing against gambling. I gambled for the first time, well, technically second, on a ship just like a couple months ago. Um, I just find so many other ways of losing money. Seems unnecessary. <laughs> to me. The gambling is why I am going on my second cruise in such quick progression from the first one because I spent a decent amount of time when we were out at sea as the degenerate that I am right here to my heart. And they're like, oh, come back, come back, because I was fleecing them. <laughs> you got them a casino for, offer. Yeah. I, I, was, I was fleecing them for quite a bit of coin that week, and they were like, can we get another crack at that, at that currency? Come on. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a benefit, a uh, potential benefit of that. But like that, that's another example. Like, so people that hang out in the casino, that, that's, that's a cohort that you're going to run into over and over again, right? Um, and I may not run into... To, to some of those folks because they spend a lot of time there and, and I don't. Um, though I don't mind just walking through and hanging out there as much on some ships, including right. on Celebrity, Oceana, and Virgin Voyages because no, there's no smoking in those casinos, right. which some may hate, but I personally prefer. N- no, right. no shame to those who smoke, but I just am asthmatic and I don't want to sit in a smoke box uh, for, I am, for hours. And I'm... I would run into the entertainment crowd because I do all the entertainment. I do karaoke, all the shows. I hang out with the performers. I, you know, uh, all, all those type of events you will find that well, I go. So I meet those kind of people with those kind of same interests. Right. You know, I mean, the last night of our cruise, we all hung out in the, one of the private karaoke rooms. And and uh, just saying karaoke and was very stupid. That's hilarious. It's great. Um, yeah, yeah. So the different circles you run around. Uh, but you said you had a question for Judge. I'm I'm intrigued with what what that is. Oh yeah, because you mentioned that y- you want to meet everyone, and I'm not. I'm not a people person the same way, right? Um, now that doesn't mean anyone listen to this. By the way, when people come up to me on a ship, they're like, oh like your video or hate your video, whatever. That's fine too. As long as you watch your ads paid the same either way. Um, (laughs) uh, Like I, I I do, I enjoy meeting people. It's not, I'm not that uh, much of a jerk. I just, uh, it's, I don't commonly meet folks and think, uh, I, I, I hope we get to hang out again. I might say that, (laughs) but like, when do I actually mean that? Uh, And that's, that's a rare and wonderful thing. I love when it happens. Um, So, uh, yeah, I can't help but notice, you know, you haven't come to visit us, and that's fine. That's fine. So, you know, maybe it's... Uh, maybe Who, it's us? Fine. Yeah, I'm oh. just being a jerk. Oh, no, no. Few things. Oh, make um, sure, oh, make no mistake. We're coming to see you in April. I, I know, actually, um, I, I, when I was listening to a show the other day, I was like, I got to find out what dates they're in town because I'm in and out of town a lot. As uh, right, well right. So, so anyway, my question for Judge was this. Because... Um, you you are a magician, correct, or an illusionist? Yes. I don't know what term you prefer. What term do you prefer? Um, what I do mostly falls into the stage mentalism category. At least that's kind of the where I want to be long term. However, I do a lot of walk around and strolling stuff. I do weddings, things like that. Um, all of it's good. All of it's fun. I enjoy the interactions that I get in all of those places. But like my ideal spot is is to uh, to be on stage doing you know, depending on the venue, 30 to 45 minutes to an hour of basically a, a mind reading type of show. Gotcha. So it, it may, depending on the venue, apply in these circumstances, but I, I suspect it applies more when you're doing walk around and up close stuff, folks. 
um, I suspect a lot of people want to talk to you, whether it's the like, how do you do that? Like, yeah, I'm going to explain it to you. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> or just <laughs> wanting to talk because now you've made a connection with those people um, through your, through your performance. Um, and that connection it, it, to at least a degree is kind of one way, right? Like when people walk up to me on a ship and I've seen your videos, they'll start talking as if we know each other. I'm like, well, camera doesn't work the other direction. Pleasure to meet you though. You know? <laughs> um, so I'm wondering like, how does that, whether it's when you're, um, traveling for a show or you're in town or, or like, d does that sound like a similar type thing that you deal with where you have a lot of interactions with people and they might be very positive interactions, but they're very, they're still very fleeting by their nature, right? You're not thinking like, oh yeah, let me get everyone's number and I'm going to follow up with these people. No, I think that it's very much akin to any of the, the, the forms of content creation, whether it is podcasting, whether it is doing videos on YouTube or otherwise, because over a period of time, whether that be a very short but, but meaningful engagement doing some sort of routine for somebody in a close-up setting or over time, like on YouTube or in a podcast where over time, if people are continue to listen, they're getting little hints and they're, they're kind of getting an idea of who we are, or who you are or whatnot. It, it is that one way sort of conversation where as the consumer of that content, you feel like you're in the room having a conversation and getting to know those people. Whereas, like you said, the camera is only going one way. So the ability to really, other than in the scenarios in which I am specifically doing routines where I am reading people, reading mannerisms and trying to get to know them for the purposes of, of the performance, there, it's absolutely a thing. And, and the funny part about it is, you know, Big Sexy mentions just wanting to run out there and meet all of the people and everything like that. Very, very <laughs> much. Everybody, I'm here! Very, very much <laughs> a full-blown, legit, certified, you know, um, extrovert. I, on the other hand, am an introvert who publicly plays an extrovert as a character. And I, I yes. think that for what you're telling me that I kind of feel that similarity there where I will put on, I have no problem with it. It's not like I, you know, again, I'm not whatever. And, and, and there, if there are times where it's like, Oh dude, let's go hang out and let's go do this thing. I'm not necessarily going to be the guy that's like, well, unless it's something super repulsive to me that I absolutely don't want to be a part of, I'm not going to drop my, my typical, well, you know, I, I got some videos to return and, and uh, I don't know when the blockbuster closes. So <laughs> I, I got to, I got to roll. Maybe I'll catch that up with 2007. You. Right. So uh, <laughs> the late fees are accruing and I got to get to work on this thing, you know, like, like for karaoke, like I can't sing, I won't sing. Um, you know, you want to put on tequila and stand me up there on stage where I only have one word. Okay, fine. But I'm not getting That's up my on stage. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I made a mistake years ago, like probably 20 years ago, um, completely bombed at some sort of scavenger hunt type of event. I won't go into the details of what it was. And a group of us as part of the scavenger hunt thing, we're supposed to go on stage and do karaoke. And the song that we picked was, I think it's Motley Crue, right? Girls, Girls, Girls. 
Boy, oh boy, did we learn that there are more than three words in that. Song. <laughs> um, because there were, but it's, you know, like that's probably the last time that I've actually stepped on stage for karaoke because it's not my thing, but I'll go hang out, you know, but I, I'm not necessarily going to seek that out. Um, do I find it enjoyable? Do I find it, you know, I've got friends that Vegas friends that are magicians that almost exclusively do strolling and close up stuff that they start their night hopping to different karaoke places around town because they know that there will be people there. They know the condition of those people and they know that it's just kind of the perfect atmosphere for them to then just go and start strolling and approaching people because it just kind of works, you know? I feel like they might have similar marketing people, like similar, similar people advising on their, their business development as uh, escorts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. go to karaoke rooms. You know the condition of the people there. Yeah, exactly, and and the thing about karaoke crowds is the majority of people are just waiting to sing, and so they are there. They're not so much enjoying the show of people singing as they are biding their time until it is their turn to be the performer. So that means they're looking for something to occupy their time, which that is perfect uh, to come through and. Uh, uh, sell your wares, whether it be um, magic or uh, physical. And it's and, and in the magic world, there's there's kind of this odd dichotomy of venues, and, and I don't necessarily mean in the different types of venues, but the the reason that you've shown up to that venue to perform, if it is on stage for a ticketed show, I know that everybody out there in the seats has at least chosen or had somebody choose for them to be here tonight. They know what they're in for. They know what they're there to expect and otherwise. Whereas if you're doing a corporate gig, let's say a company function where you're on stage and the CEO is the only person who chose, you got a whole lot of people that are like, ho-hum. If you are hired to do strolling at a restaurant or a bar or whatnot on an off night to draw people in, sure, some of those people may have been drawn in by the fact that there's going to be a magician there. But there's a lot of people that are just there because they're there and don't necessarily want to be bothered with that. However, none of that seems to matter. You get the the confluence of those two audiences when you're in a karaoke room because they are there to engage and they almost don't care what they're there to engage in. Um, They're there to play the game, whatever the game is, as it's set out in front of them. I almost wonder with the karaoke room too, is there an elevator element? Because you're in a closer space. And as you are forced to be closer to each other, you break down barriers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're and, of course, are going to go in one direction. They're going to totally close up. I get there, yeah. there will always be some of those people. But. but it is a room where everybody that's in there has signed in for the purpose of we are not going to throw barbs at things that may be embarrassing. Well, the majority of people are there for that. Right. Some people go there specifically. They come loaded with barbs in their back pocket ready to, to hurl them. But for the most part, it, it seems to be more of the, hey, people are in this room to offer themselves up to the room. So having somebody walk through that's there offering themselves, not necessarily in the same way that that the focal point of the room is, but it's kind of the same thing and it, and it goes and it jives. So, right. you know, I don't know, maybe I will, uh, I, I did not in the last cruise go to any of the karaoke stuff, but perhaps this time I will. I also didn't go on my last cruise 
to perform, although I did have the opportunity to do so in a small... I was going to ask, did you perform any magic while you were on the last cruise? So the funny thing is, is that I ran into several guys. The carnival cruise that I was on at the time was a five-day cruise, so they did not have a stage performer. They just had what they call, because I looked it up on their website um, for the job description, a, a table magician. And and their job is to stroll the dining rooms, but then they also are strolling through the ship, just right. approaching people and doing magic. So I, I ran into a guy, he had done some stuff. And then when I ran into him again, and I think it was actually, I was in the casino and my wife was like, hey, your boy's out there. <laughs> um, so I ran out. Because I wanted to know, like, what is this gig you have? Tell me the details. Because I wanted to know, is what you're doing, are you, like, locked in six months at a time? Or is this something that they might hire me to do six times a year? Because I can't, I got too much shit going on to be able right. to just lock in and go even for, I couldn't even go for a full month. I couldn't, probably could squeeze two weeks in a row back to back. But I don't think I could do a larger chunk of time. But I'd love to do it. Um and so he's there doing some stuff. He's like, oh, you do, you know, and we're having this conversation. He's like, oh, you do magic. He's like, can you show me something? I'm like, yeah, give me a deck of cards. And we just, and, you know, I just go and do something. And and some of my favorite stuff to do in a close-up setting, which again, is not my wheelhouse per se, but in a close-up setting, my, my favorite stuff to do is something where I'm taking your deck of cards. And it's not an opportunity that you always get because- do you have a deck of cards sitting right there on your desk right now? The answer is probably no. Um, you know, walking through a normal bar or restaurant where random people are, show of hands, seeing none, how many of you have <laughs> a deck of cards on you right now? None, next to none. So the opportunities to truly get to do what we call borrowed deck routines are few and far between because again, this is not the old days in the you know 80s and 90s of every time you're on a Delta or United flight, they're handing you a deck of cards and you've got playing cards right. coming out your ass. Like this, you're is, like, this is your uh, uh, incentive you're, now to go get you a deck of cards and keep it on you at all times. Exactly. You should always carry a deck of cards and, and, and a normal plain old, deck of cards. So no magic, no gimmick stuff or anything like that. Because to me, it gives me the ability to prove to you that I haven't done anything ahead of time to prepare. As a matter of fact, listeners, if you write in with your address, Big Sexy Digital Nomad will send you a deck of cards. I just found a whole big ass box filled with <laughs> decks of cards that I need to get rid of. So if you write in or chime in or give us an audio podcast with your, um, uh, um, well, don't give us your mailing information on the audio podcast. Cause we'll play it on the air. And I don't think you want that uh, broadcast. And we like but, to play those on the air without listening to them. If we right. know who you are. So don't put your address in there. Right. But so hit us up, hit us up uh, on our social medias. Uh, we'll, we'll catch those at the end, but you know, Big sexy nomad everywhere, um, and we will uh, send you a, a deck of cards, and uh, yeah, we'll do that for you. All right. Sorry, continue. Go for it. Brainstorming ideas. But back to that, I want to I want to uh, uh, pivot a little bit. Um, uh, how Billy? How? Uh, I'm trying to how how I want to word this question because it's about your wife. Um, 
I'm curious as to she's, she's not here, so you can word it in a horribly offensive way, and it's not going to matter, right? <laughs> but you know that we're going to drop this on the internet Wednesday, and, it's yeah. going to end here and tag everybody in it. No, yeah. my question was uh, how um, long were you guys dating before she became a part of your travel arrangements, travel plans? Like, um, well, know, how, did, uh, how did that how did that progress into? Because now she's kind of almost she's pretty much your partner. I mean, not just you know your physical partner, but like she helps with 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 posting and and commenting yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So how did that kind of wean into there? I, I, the way I word it is, uh, while I generate the vast majority of the content, Larissa can occasionally contributes ideas, but when she does, they're generally the much better ones. So hers <laughs> have a better. You see something like that's that's good stuff. It's probably her idea. Um, so let's see. Uh, pretty She's much immediately, because I'm, I'm on your website, and and obviously you've got the thumbnails on the videos or whatnot here. I mean, she's got a nice smile, so I'm sure that she contributes just by that to and being on those thumbnails to she many is, of she your is views. The more attractive of the two of us, so that's uh, that that helps. Um, she uh, so when we first started dating. Um, I, I knew that I was probably in pretty good shape because yeah, I also, uh, not as much anymore, but I, I still love Disney parks, but I used to do a ton of Disney park stuff. I had a podcast about Disney parks for a while. Um, I've done some side work for companies related to Disney parks. I used to go to Disney world every month. Um, and when we first started dating, she, she's from Brazil and I was like, Brazilians love Disney. We're good there. And they all play <laughs> cruising, probably fine. So, so I felt, uh, I felt I was safe. And um, actually, it's true. there's never not a, week, a group of Brazilians. Anytime I go to say, Disney World, uh, I within about a week or two, we went to the parks, and I bought uh, I bought her an annual pass. So I had a high level of confidence oh, wow, that okay. that was going to work out because those yeah. are not transferable. Uh, so right, <laughs> um, yeah. And if um, I would love to have more people uh, involved more often, uh, whether that's Larissa, my friends, anyone with my content, but I'm not, I still haven't figured out how to scale my world. Like I still, it's such a scramble because I have a day job. It's very unexciting. If anyone would like to use this podcast to go to sleep, I can share some information. <laughs> I love that yeah. we all have very exciting lives. And 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 with the exception of Joe Beth, because I'm pretty sure your day job has its exciting moments. Uh, yeah, but see, uh, see, see, so all of our day jobs are relatively mundane. The money is good. I'll just leave it at that. I can't even say That's that. I do mine. Yeah, I can't even say the money is good. The health insurance gives yeah. us that. It gives us that. Uh, my wife's day job is excellent. That gives us the money. And and she, and those who've heard me say she can do what she does anywhere in the world, which is why we're we're doing the digital nomading stuff. But um, yeah. W when did uh, when did you guys go on your first cruise together? Oh, that's a fantastic question. I don't know the answer to that. It wasn't long. Um. You know, after it was, it was probably in the first year, but we, we certainly didn't go as often back then because that was like post you get to tag along with your parents all the time, but before you have the means to 
to take a lot of trips yourself. Right. Um, so it wasn't long, but it also wasn't frequent back then. Right. Um, that was a, a dark time in my life when I only got to cruise once a year. Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, uh, hashtag privilege. Um, right. I, I, you know, I always sit here envious, uh, mildly envious of, uh, oh, Billy is living half of the life that I want to live. He's cruising all the time and talking about those cruises. And he has the next one and the next few planned up, uh, which uh, I am in the, the February 2024 cruise group or the or, um, December 2023. December, December 2023. December 2023. Yeah. Virgin Join us December 2nd, 2023 on Valiant Lady for eight nights in the Southern Caribbean. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be a good time. Yeah, uh, for I mean, a split that, second when you said February, I was like, holy shit, are you on the cruise that's like in a week and a half? Because no. I have another one uh, going out February 22nd. See, so. see that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's that, that's the the life. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh yeah, I'm excited. Like part of me goes, Oh man, I really want uh Billy and Larissa to be on Valiant Lady when we do our 15 day transatlantic. I know you guys aren't gonna be able to. Um, but you know, it's that 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 kind of hopeful like, oh man, this is the kind of cruise because it, it's different from any other kind of cruise I've been on. It's the very first. It's one way. You know, um, uh, it'll be the longest at sea that yep. I've ever been because uh, it's eight days at sea. I think the longest I ever did was four days at sea when we went to three days, three or four days at sea when we went to Hawaii. Um, have you done any uh, transatlantic or, or super long cruises? Of oh, that nature? I've done transatlantics. The longest cruise I think I've done is 12 nights, I think. I think I've done a couple of 12 nighters. Um, and I've done transatlantics, but I am envious of what you're doing for a couple of reasons. One, because the two of you will be there. And I'd love to hang out <laughs> with you, especially on a ship. Um, but the other reason is because there are two kind of, when somebody talks about a transatlantic, they're there are two different things they can mean. So you have Cunard Line, which is the only company still operating regularly scheduled transatlantic voyages. They do so on the Queen Mary 2, QM2, okay. um, which kind of replaced what was my favorite ship, the, the QE2, Queen Elizabeth 2, the last of the classic ocean liners. And uh, that's a totally different experience, right? I, I described the QM2, the transatlantics on, on Cunard as being like a Titanic before the iceberg scene. And that you have people that are, some people are doing it because they need to get from point A to point B and they'd rather do that than flying. Right. Some people just because they want the quiet time at sea, they want that uniquely Cunard experience. But either way, it's something that the cruise line scheduled and the attraction is that sailing. Okay. And then you have a different type of transatlantic. Um, and there, there are other things that fall into this, not just transatlantics, but that's what we're talking about here. And these are called repositionings. Right. A repositioning voyage is when, um, let's, let's talk about South Florida for a second. During the uh, cooler months, you go to Port Everglades or Port Miami, um, there could be seven or eight ships there on a day over the weekend coming and going. You go on a weekend in the middle of summer and there might be like one or two, especially out of Port Everglades. And the reason is a bunch of the ships, they, they left for the summer to go to the med or to Alaska. Um, you know, a hotel has a slow season. 
having a slow season on a ship is kind of a failure right, because right. you can put that ship where it's not going to be slow, where it can make money. Right. So, so they <laughs> reposition ships, right? So there is obviously some uh, level of novelty and, and there's uh, there are people that want to do those reposition sailings where they say, oh yeah, I want to get on whatever ship it is, whatever type of cruise line it is, as the ship repositions oh. from South Florida to Alaska or South Florida to the Med or at the end of the season from the Med to South Florida. It's the uh, ship that's repositioning. When they were yes. saying repositioning crews, I thought they meant people. Well, like, you're repositioning. I am repositioning from you the United States to Europe. So I figured, oh, we must be on a repositioning cruise because that's what we're doing. No, the uh, ship is funny. Re- Ladies and gentlemen, here on Big Sexy the Digital Nomad, even the host can learn shit. The light bulb <laughs> moments are always near the end of the episode. Just always, so you know, for always. anybody who doesn't tune in, just happens to be tuning in for the whole episode this time, the light bulb is always at the end. You've just experienced what I believe uh, alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity. <laughs> um, so yes, that is when the ship is repositioning. And again, for a lot of folks, that's not as appealing as I want to go to a whole bunch of different places. Right. Um, you know, a lot of folks don't want those many days at sea. They also take longer. Um, you could, most modern ships, you could get across the Atlantic in five days give or take some of them a little shorter, some of them a little longer, right? Um, but they'll often take much longer because, uh, they, you burn way less fuel going slower right, and right. it's sometimes an opportunity for cruise lines to do some additional maintenance tasks, things that are not so big that they need to go into a shipyard for dry dock. Um, but they're not so small that it would be as easy to do on a quote unquote normal cruise. They're very rarely, notably disruptive to guests, right? Maybe one day a lounge is closed right. because they're just redoing all the furniture. But it's like, might be one lounge one day or something. Um, and, and sometimes it's not in guest areas that they're that they're working on these things. So it's just, it's a way of burning less fuel and giving the cruise lines an opportunity to take care of some stuff they need to do on these repositioning sailings. So I've never done one of those and I, I've, I've long wanted to. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to, what we'll have to do now is we'll have to find a repositioning cruise line that's repositioning from Europe uh, back to uh, South Florida. And then you guys fly out, hang out with us, and then we all hop on that ship and we all come back to Florida. I'd, then, I'd be down to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it might be easier in the future. So I, as I mentioned, I have a day job and Larissa has a day job. Um, and we, we obviously use – we're both a very generous – uh, vacation policies, but not right. so generous that we can spend a third of the time <laughs> cruising. Right. So, so we often work from ships. The challenge has been internet quality. It varies a lot by region and ship. Oh. Um, some, yeah. yeah, so the same ship could be great in one area and terrible in another or just be terrible everywhere. It just depends on what they're using, what backhaul, and there's right. a lot of variables. It, that's quickly changing because um, of Starlink. And I'm not, I'm not one of these like fanboys. that's going to be like, Oh, everything Elon Musk touches is wonderful. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just the fact that, that Starlink offers not only lower latency, we won't get into the difference between that bandwidth. I got an article about it. I think search speed of light on uh, cruisehabit.com. But, uh, the, the advantage with Starlink in addition to the better performance is that it is so much cheaper than the 
previously commercially available solutions that cruise lines and others, cargo uh, ships, stuff like that, use for connectivity. Right. So much cheaper that they can essentially afford to put more nickels in the machine to give it more <laughs> speed, more more availability, and that the global coverage footprint is greater. Um, that's why I said, you know, some ships now it might work great in the Caribbean, for example, but like you go in the middle of the Atlantic and like there's nothing or near nothing. So as that situation very rapidly changes, which is why everyone's changing over to Starlink because it's an easy value prop for like the cruise lines. Hey, we can do something better and it's going to save us a ton of money. Why? Yeah, no oh, brainer. Right? No brainer. Yeah. We're... Um, so as that changes, that means that uh, it could be a lot easier for us to do a repositioning, maybe coming back with you guys. Yeah. So uh, we're looking, that, that's going to be the interesting um, component of our journey um, because the wife will still be working. Um, I will apparently I will effectively be retired uh, uh, once uh, next month. I'm retiring next month. I'm just putting that out there now. Whee! Um, oh. my wife will still be working and seeing clients and things of that nature uh, while we're on the cruise, right? She's not planning on uh, taking that time off because again, we need that income. So, uh, and, and you're on Valiant, and yes. we're on Valiant Lady, yeah. Which, which has Starlink. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and so we're going to obviously purchase the, the biggest internet package they got to make sure they have the strongest connection possible um, and all the things. So we're really looking forward to that journey. Um, yeah. So I'll give you, so we, so just so you have the dates and I'll also begin the dates to uh, people, you know, we didn't even get to discuss today that I had planned on talking about the freaking Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was yesterday. Superb Owl. As of this recording, the Superb Owl. And I had all kinds of questions for Joe Beth, who uh, deals in the world of the NFL. Next week. Next and, week, um, we'll do it. Teaser. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into some sports talk uh, next week. We had a wonderful guest on. And so I, I – I, anytime I get a chance to talk about cruising, uh, I will do it. I will, I will lean in and – because uh, – Cruise's life. And before I, we wrap for our listeners, I just, I've, cause I've kind of taken some time to peruse cruisehabit.com here. And this is bookmark this place because if you are a first timer or you knew, know a first timer, right up at the top, there's, there's a page on here for first timer tips. There's a drop down for cruise lines and it's got a ton of different ones. So all of the different Intel kind of things that, that are happening there, cruises that you guys are obviously on, info on that December 2nd uh, adults-only cruise on Virgin. Virgin right. Just, just... all right there. Like, tons of great stuff. There, there's a... I, I, again, I have only kind of gone into a little bit of this, but you've got a packing and gear thing so that, you know, you're not that, I guess, that big pack wrap that's got way too much shit that you're never going to use, but also stuff that I'm sure is in there that, Hey, you want to bring this stuff with you because if you're trying to get it out in the cruise world, you're either not going to be able to find it or it's going to cost 10 times as much. Like the, the, in the brief moments that I've kind of been able to peruse this tons and tons and tons of value. There's great information. on that. Um, well, as I said in the beginning, I wish like, I had had access to that prior to, our first cruise because it's been fun going back and watching uh, the the previous videos and and your current videos as things uh, upgraded and and your experiences like on the Disney cruise and on uh, the NCL line I believe you just did recently Prima yeah um, yeah and, and a message and, board 
a message board. So if you end up wanting to link up with Cruise oh, friends and stay guys, in touch. Send messages on the message boards. Use that to meet up with friends. For the love of God, do something with the message boards. Because I launched the message boards like right before COVID. So I didn't exactly get good momentum on the message boards. So gotcha. <laughs> please I'll, use I'll, the message I will start utilizing the message, especially for, you know. <laughs> See, I, the, the last cruise I went on, we we were, it was, I don't know, it was definitely that octogenarian crowd. We were sat at a table with, I think, 10 people total, you know, in the normal dining room. And there was an, there was an, there yeah, so this last cruise that I was on, as far as like linking up with cruise friends was like all octogenarians. So, you know, we were at a table with just, just a bunch of people that, you know, we weren't necessarily going to link up with. They they may not have even had the traditional social media that the rest of us do. Um, they absolutely did not. But for those who do, <laughs> and, and maybe this next one, um, I, I, maybe I start steering people toward uh, toward the website and the message board because because why not? You know, yeah. please, please do. And I mean this when people reach out, anyone listening, reach out to me. Tell your friends to reach out on social media. Just search Cruise Habit. I'm on I'm on all the social media things. Yes. Uh, I, I'm happy answering questions, um, and I'll post. I'll, I, I'll I'll try to remember to post some stuff up and tag and all the kind of things as well. As I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. I, I I gotta quick throw this in real quick though. You mentioned sitting at a table with other people. Yeah. On no cruise line, is that something you have to do? Some folks say, like will will say that they don't like that element, or that's even one of the reasons that uh, that they they don't like cruising. I some was people like that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, some cruise lines don't do that at all. Um, like Virgin, for example, things just yeah. work differently. But in general, in fact, I have an, uh, an article all about like you don't have to dine with strangers. Just share who you want to dine with. Like, tell them what dining arrangements you want. Um, go on there day one. Head to head to the restaurant. Be like, we want a table just the two of us. And if you can put it in this section or by this window or whatever, put those requests in. I never yeah. sit with strangers because what if they suck? Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, you know, they're just boring. They're just drab. What did so they think that about they me? Stink. What do they smell? So, like you said, you're on all of the socials. The obviously cruisehabit.com. Um, Big yeah, sexy. How do we find you? Uh, I'm at who is Big Sexy across the board, um, on all the locations, and uh, you judgmentalist. Uh, I am psychic-ish on pretty much everything that matters. And then if you just go to the Facebook and type in Judgmentalist, uh, that will bring you to the Judgmentalist page there as well. And you can find us collectively at Big Sexy Nomad uh, on all the different socials. Um, you can go to the website, BigSexyNomad.com uh, and leave us an audio postcard. Um which if you want to go have, directly to that audio postcard to record it, just go to prankcall.me. That'll take you, that'll cut through any of the rest of the website and go straight to the audio postcards. Absolutely. Well, Billy, it's been a pleasure having you on. Pleasure has been all mine. It's I been said, a lot we're going to have to do a second episode of this and get uh, Larissa on as well. Uh, have a, a joint. Uh, a discussion and talking of cruising and everything like that. Hell, um, I got less than two weeks to do a deep dive into into the website here and figure out what additional stuff I need to know before I... I didn't get a chance to talk. There's so much I need to talk to you about. Damn it. This podcast... I, the first time I've ever had the feeling like this podcast wasn't long enough. Because <laughs> uh, I want to talk about <laughs> travel agencies. Decide. Travel agents. <laughs>
uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're the ones who came. <laughs> but the host, I, I could talk all day long. I mean, that's why I'm doing this, right? <laughs> um, but excellent. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll catch you again on the flip side. See you soon. Safe, Safe travels. travels.